What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 25 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all the shows. Joined again today by Craig. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. We had a fun game of football yesterday on Saturday, which was nice for a change. And, you know, World Cup here in 50 minutes. So it's going to be a great day today. Yeah, geez, talking about those games from yesterday, how about the that comeback in the one o'clock game by Minnesota? I mean, that with, was crazy. with Saturday getting fired today, you think it's <laughs> before the noon games, after the noon game? I mean, that's oh, – well, honestly, the other thing you have to consider, right, is Matt Ryan just like the worst quarterback with a lead of all time? Yeah, I saw uh, a meme yesterday of all these ga- the games that he's lost. And, I mean, that's – I mean, obviously the 28-3 to in the Super Bowl was – the high but i think this takes the cake it was 33 nothing with what eight minutes left in the third quarter yeah it's it's crazy like it's almost to the point where you're like i don't even know how you blame the coaches anymore because it's twice now it's pretty it's um it's pretty bad i i mean i we we were texting i'm like oh here comes minnesota and i was just kind of joking around when they scored and then i didn't really see much of the game because i was out but um i don't know if matt ryan was having turnovers or what the issue was but i just kept seeing minnesota scoring and i'm like this is freaking crazy it was ridiculous yeah i mean they they couldn't i don't know it was nuts to me i can't believe that that happened i mean kudos to the vikings for not giving up and like as they were going i'm like this there's just no way um and then you know obviously r.i.p to my uh, fantasy team in our league with uh jonathan taylor going out on like the second play of the game yeah, that's just just bad luck right there. That's how's your um your other one looking? It, we're looking okay. You know, I uh, I made a few lineup decisions. I'm starting Jeff Driscoll at the tight end spot. You know, we'll see if that pans out for me. Um, I basically sat every Buffalo player I had. It, it ended up being a pretty high scoring game, but just like mm-hmm. I kind of thought it would be, it kind of just came down to Allen. Like Allen had a really good game, but no one yeah. else like really did on that team, and that's kind of what I was worried about, right? Uh, like, you know, now on the other side, the Dolphins had a really good fantasy day, which was yeah. shocking to me um, because I really thought that the weather was going to play way more of a factor than it did. But uh, no, I mean, we'll see. You know, I only have really two matchups, the one in ours and the one in my big league. And uh, ours, I'm basically writing off because I I'm going to need 20 points from like every single player now. Uh, you never know. It could happen. Yeah. Injuries are a pain for sure, especially this time of year. It's Definitely can't plan for him, so that's no fun. Um, but we will uh, jump into the games here today. I want to give a quick shout-out to our German um, followers over there. Um, we are up to 4% now, Craig, from 3% last week. I think that we're just, you know, whether it's a drinking game while they're listening to us or they're just enjoying our takes on football, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I didn't even think of a drinking game. That's a great point. But, yeah, I love it. Um, shout-out to you guys. We love it. Um, but jumping into the games today. So um, definitely some divisions on the line. Um, you know, we saw yesterday Minnesota clinch theirs um, with that comeback win. I think Buffalo – I don't know if Buffalo clinched the division, but they clinched a playoff spot last night. Um, and Cleveland had that, you know, a big win over Baltimore to keep Baltimore from, you know, extending their lead in the AFC North. So um, jumping into the games today, Eagles – um, eight and a half point favorites at Chicago. Eagles are twelve and one. Um, 
I think it's funny, you know, last couple of weeks talked about we don't trust, or at least I don't trust Jalen Hurts throwing the ball and he's coming out and he's throwing the ball very well. Um, yeah, he's, def- he's definitely listening to this podcast. Yeah, maybe, he's, yeah. maybe his uh, IP address is German, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, but he's looked really good, um, especially, I mean, you got to love him for fantasy. I think he's gone over 30 points in like two or three straight weeks and he's gone over 20 in like seven straight weeks. So for fantasy, you got to ha- love having him. Um but from it, I mean, just from a football point, I mean, he's been great. The Eagles are great. Um, you know, still haven't locked up their division because of Dallas, obviously. But um, I don't really see them having any issues here. It could be maybe a little bit of a trap game before Dallas next week. But um, I like them to take care of the, the Bears here, especially with the, the Bears are just so hurt still um, on yeah, offense. Yeah, I think that like Fields could have a good day. I think Montgomery <laughs> could have a good day, but I don't. I don't see them really challenging Philly. And Philly just gets out to such hot starts that I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it could be. It could get, get competitive. I think, but I like the Eagles here. Um, I think I like them to cover the eight and a half as well. So, um, hoping for some Justin Fields magic for fantasy wise, but we will see there. Uh, Falcons Saints. Just surprisingly, a very big game. Still, Falcons are five and eight. Saints are four and nine. Um, Ritter is getting his first NFL start for the Falcons today. Mariota was put on IR. Um, I like this decision by Atlanta. I know. I mean, the season's not over, but you need to see what you have in Ritter. I think going forward, it kind of sucks that they're you know Pitts obviously is out, and you know they don't have a ton of weapons for him to throw to. But I think this is the right decision for Atlanta to see what they have in him. I, I definitely agree. And I, I actually, I'm kind of excited for this game. Like, I think it could be actually a fun game um, mm-hmm. just to kind of see what happens with Ritter and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think this could be a big Alave game. Um, yeah. Because, and I think that, I mean, I guess we're sticking with Dalton the rest of the way, right? Mm-hmm. So I think New Orleans is going to take this one. I do too. I think. I mean, it's a first NFL start on the road in New Orleans. I know the Saints haven't been great this year, but it sounds like Lattimore might actually get on the field, and it sounds like Cameron Jordan will play. So that would be two huge, obviously, boosts to the Saints' defense. Um, but, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Saints even if those guys aren't in. I think Ritter will struggle a little bit, but you got to love um, – his upside from fantasy, especially well, his ability to from run. From Atlanta's perspective, like even if they <clears> made the playoffs, they're not going to do anything in there more than likely. So why not? Yeah. You know, let's go with you know because like in a real division, they would be not in it. So they would right. be going to Ritter anyway. It just looks weird because they're like in the hunt. But I think we've seen enough of Mariota to know what he is. Yeah, for sure. Um, a game here that the the Detroit Lions all of a sudden are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, Six and seven. I don't know when the last time was they were over 500 or 500 or over this late in the season. So obviously a big chance here to get to 500. The Jets are seven and six. And I, as much as I do like the Jets and how well their defense is played, they're going back to Zach Wilson today, which I think is a problem. What yeah, do you think? Not about their cho- that? Yeah. Not their choice, obviously. Cause I think, I think Mike White's like actually ruled out, right? Like they're, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have Detroit in this. I think Detroit honestly could smoke them. Uh, only because Zach Wilson's going to turn the ball over like he normally does. And yeah. they're going to get short field position. And they're playing really well. I think the Jets, like, they're, the strong part of their defense is, you know, like, I think a Montaigne Brown could really struggle today because, like, Sauce is probably going to be on them. But you're telling me they're not just going to do swing routes to Swift 
DJ Chark has played really well the past few weeks. And Jamal is, you know, the best goal line back in the league, apparently, with 14 touchdowns. So I think that I think Detroit's going to win this. I think that if New York had Mike White, which is as weird as it sounds, I think this would have been a much comp- more competitive game. Yeah, I agree. I think Detroit's playing great, great football right now. I mean, obviously the huge win last week over the Vikings. Um, they won that by double digits. They beat the Jags by a ton. They lost by a field goal to the Bills. Um, so, I mean, if they had won that game, I mean, they'd, been, they'd be completely on a roll. It'd be one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. So they're playing great right now. Um, they're actually coming to Carolina next week, Christmas Eve. I was thinking about going to that game just to watch uh, Jared Goff in action, but um, I will not be going to that yeah, game. Yeah, I'd, I'd save your money on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll jump into the, the Panthers here, speaking of them. An- another weirdly big game because of right. this division. Yeah, the Carolina has won two in a row. And last week at Seattle, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Um, Pittsburgh's five and eight. And Pittsburgh is going to Trubisky today because Pickett is ruled out with a his yeah. what second concussion in like two or three weeks. Yeah, so so give me the Panthers all day. You know how I yeah. feel. I don't. I mean, I you know at the end of the year, you can give the public apology to me about Trubisky. Um, I'll know. give it to you now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he got he threw three red zone interceptions last week. I mean he just he just doesn't have it. I think he's a good backup. I think he belongs in the NFL in terms of his talent. <laughs> I just don't think his decision making is just really poor, right? And I don't know how you fix that. I don't think you can. I mean, I think it mm-hmm. just speaks volumes to the fact that like when they, he was in Chicago, while he it was a pretty bad coaching staff, they went away from him with a winning record. And yeah. I think that that's crazy, right? To think about. No, for sure. I agree. I mean, I, I think you, I think what you said is perfect. He's a good backup. He's a good guy to have on your team, but yes, him starting, he just, he just doesn't have it. I mean, I didn't get to see much of the game last week against Baltimore, but from what I saw in the highlights and how bad he played, it was definitely a winnable game uh, for Pittsburgh. I think that is a fake good division. And what I mean by that is that, like, I don't think Baltimore is very good. I mean, as proven yesterday, without Lamar, they basically have no offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Andrews is, like, basically killing fantasy managers because he can't yeah. get over. And I don't think it's his fault. I just don't think they can pass the ball. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals can be good. But every time I watch the Bengals, it, they basically have one good quarter, and the rest of it they play terrible. So I can't really mm-hmm. figure them out. Uh, the Browns are bad. Deshaun looks terrible. So that trade looks really bad for them right now. And Pittsburgh, I think, like, while they were looking a little better, now they're back to Trubisky. So I, I don't really think any of those teams are that good in that division, minus maybe the Bengals for, like, a quarter and a half every game. I agree. Yeah. I think the Bengals in the playoffs, if you have, if they're at home, could be dangerous just because of you know, the weapons obviously over there, if they get it going for a full game, but I, I agree completely. I mean, I think Baltimore is, is pretty terrible. Um, yeah. That game was rough to watch. That was the only bad game of yesterday. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean, so you're taking Carolina. In this I one? am. Yeah. I'm taking okay. Carolina in this one. All right. We're on the same page here. Dallas Jacksonville. So Jacksonville last week had a, a massive win. <clears throat> Um, keep their, you know, maybe division hopes alive, winning at Tennessee. You know, did not see that coming. Trevor Lawrence probably had one of the best games of his life. Um, he looked really good last that. week. He looked really good yeah. last week. 
Now they come home, they host Dallas, and Dallas barely scraped by was it it was Houston last yeah, week. Yeah, that right? was that was a weird game. I think Dallas just came into that not even thinking they were gonna put up a fight, and then the Houston two quarterback system threw them for an absolute loop. Mm. And I think Dallas, I think this could be a weirdly good fantasy day. Like in my later on, like you'll see I have Prescott and Lamb in my DraftKings, and then I have Lamb in my prize picks. Okay. Uh, because I don't think Jacksonville plays good defense. Uh, yeah. They also look a little foolish for not taking Aiden Hutchinson number one at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think this could be a weird game. I'm taking Dallas in this. I think they kind of get back on the track. And you know that <laughs> I love picking against Jacksonville at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think I think this Dallas is only favored by four. I think that's very low. I think people are gonna shy away from that number just because of what happened last week, obviously. But I, I like Dallas um, in a big one, and you know they obviously know what's on the line next week at home against Philly. So um, I think they're gonna take care of business today. Um, and that game next week is gonna be a huge game um, in in their division. So yeah, is that is that the Sunday night game next week? Um, it is the, no, it's on Saturday. Oh, interesting. Okay. 425. I kind of so, like, I kind of like Chris, that. Christmas Eve. Um, but let's see. Okay. So both on Dallas air chiefs Texans. So, you know, we just kind of touched on the Texans. They had a better than expected week last week with all their injuries. Um, the chiefs are still rolling, you know, 10 and three. Still trying to play catch up to the Bills, though, in the AFC um, for the first place. But 14 and a half point favorites on the road. And this is something that really surprised me. The Texans are the best team fantasy wise against quarterbacks this year. They only give up like 12 points a game to quarterbacks in fantasy because they've gotten down so much in games. The other quarterbacks don't throw. I was thinking it was a mix of that. And I mean, he's really good. He is, but he's out, and he's been out for a while. But I think it's just how bad – like, they played Cleveland a couple weeks ago. Cleveland had three defensive touchdowns. So, like, Houston's offense is just so bad. They just give points to the opposing team, and the, and the other team's offense doesn't even have to do anything. But Yeah, I think Pacheco's going to go nuts in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with he, you. I love he him is a, I, I was telling this to someone, but he runs so much like Marshawn where he just absolutely mm-hmm. loves punishment. I mean, I don't think that's a law, lo- a good long-term plan for him, but I love watching it. So like, I'm the only interesting thing about this game for us is Jeff Driscoll, you know, just get, yeah. let that man get as much rushing and fantasy points as possible. And let's ride him all the way to the ship. I mean, shit, if he has as good as a game or if tech, if the Texans have as good as game as they did last week, I mean, I think he could have a great game for, for fantasy. For wise. those of you who don't know, basically Driscoll it has tight end eligibility in some weeks. So go check your lineups and yep. he's playing quarterback receiver and running back for the Texans. So he's basically Taysom Hill, but the better part is they actually use him. Yeah. He throws the ball more than Hill does. So love that. Um, it sucks. He has no one to throw to, but Chris Moore looked really good last week. Um, I do love him for DraftKings this week, yeah, but we'll get to that in a little bit. For, don't you think for receivers, like it's all about like just getting the chance. It's kind of like running backs, right? Like Chris Moore, isn't probably a great receiver, but when you're the right. number one guy, you're going to get targets and get fantasy points. That's why fantasy sometimes stupid because like, yeah. like he shouldn't be rostered, but like this week, no. like you should play him because he's going to get 15 targets. For sure. And the Chiefs are terrible against the pass. So 
I could definitely see him having a good week. Yeah, um, I got the Kansas City rolling here, but I think yeah. – uh, and I think Kansas City defense, Sneaky, is probably like the best play of the week. Yeah, I love the Chiefs here. Um, so that's it for the 1 o'clock games. We'll, we'll jump into the 4 o'clock games. Only th- uh, We have a full slate this week, but only – 12 let's say the past, games let's today. say the Patriots for last I think okay uh Cardinals Broncos obviously you know Russell Wilson's out concussion he looked really good last week against the Chiefs um probably his best game of the season I'd say and then obviously you know Kyler Murray went down on the third play of the game for Arizona on Monday night so two backups starting here two terrible teams not much to really play for obviously for either at this point so I'm picking Denver at home just Basically, just because they're at home. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Arizona because I like McCoy more than I like uh, mm. Rippin. But like, I don't think it matters. I, I mean, the only reason I'll be watching this game is to watch Hopkins. And the nice thing is, yeah. I think last week uh, McCoy just showed that like whenever he's in trouble, he just goes to Hopkins. Like if I had Hollywood in a league that mattered, I would sit him this week because I I just don't think McCoy ever looks his way. I would too, and he Hollywood dropped a couple big at least two big passes in that game on Monday night against New England. So, I mean, if, if you had Hopkins on your team, why are you not throwing him the ball 15 times a game anyway? So, well, I don't know uh, if you saw what Bill and him had a conversation pregame last week, but mm. Bill's like, you're going to lead the league in receiving yards missing six weeks. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible what he's done since he's been back. For sure. I mean, I, I think he's still – I know we were talking about at the beginning of the year about the great receivers in the NFL, and I still think he's there – I just think he's in a bad situation right now, but that'd be pretty great if uh, Bill traded for Hopkins, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got us an actual receiver. Well, maybe we'll, you know, get Hopkins and we'll convince Cliff to come over as offensive coordinator. So we have a real OC, but it would be bad. We'll get into that. We'll get, yeah. Um, All right. Another huge game here. Titans seven and six. They've been slacking lately. They're at the Chargers, who are seven and six as well. I think they've definitely underwhelmed um, a lot of you know people at this point. I think a lot of people had them doing much better than they are. Last week, they beat the Dolphins in a big game on Sunday night. Um, Herbert finally had his weapons back, but they only won that game twenty-three to seventeen. So it wasn't like, I mean, they looked a lot better, I will say, than they normally do. Um, Herbert was really good. I thought he had like over 350 yards pretty well the past few weeks. Like basically ever since like the kind of the stinker and Sam Fran, uh, I mean, against Casey, two eighty, two touchdowns and interception against Arizona, two seventy four, three touchdowns against Vegas, three thirty five, one. And then last week, three sixty seven, one, like he's not throwing a lot of touchdowns every week, but I feel like Mm -hmm. he's at least moving the ball better than he was. Yeah, I think having Keenan Allen back is definitely – I mean, he had like 12 catches last week. I know he's not getting a ton of yards, but it's great to have a, a security blanket like that, a guy that you can trust. Um, yeah, they, I think he would really benefit from a better tight end. Like, if you could get him sure. like – And a running back. Well, that's true, an actual running back, not a receiving yeah. back out of right. the backfield. But, I mean, I mean, no – I mean, Austin Eckler's awesome. I love him for fantasy, but it just doesn't seem like they have any rushing attack at all. Right. And so – the Titans have lost three straight, lost to the Bengals, Eagles, and the Jag- or yeah, the Jags last week. They're th- only three-point underdogs here. The I don't know. I always something about the Titans teams when they're everyone's down on them, they win a game. Well, and I'm the picking, Chargers can't stop the run. Right. I'm picking the Titans here. I think it's gonna be a very heavy day for Derrick Henry. Um 
as long as as long as the Titans don't get really down, I know their secondary has been completely awful the last month or so, but um, if they can stay in it early, I think Derrick Henry has a huge game, and I think the Titans can win a, a tight one yeah, in I, LA. I, I have the Titans in this for two reasons. Number one, the Chargers should win, so that usually means they'll lose. And number two, I, I think – they're going to get the Titans are going to get back to what works, which is play action, give Henry the ball and stop messing around in the first quarter. And I think Henry could go for like 200 yards today. Yeah, I think he's going to have a great day. Um, it's a game. I mean, um, the Titans still have a little bit of room because, you know, they're still leading their division because the AFC South sucks. But the Chargers are flirting around with, you know, Miami the Jets and the Patriots now for those, you know, last couple wild card spots. So definitely a big game for both teams. Um, you know, we only have a m- four games left counting this week. So every game from here on out is definitely going to be massive. Um, right. But uh, Bengals nine and four, they travel to Tampa. The Bengals are three and a half point favorites, which I think is fitting. I mean, they played great lately. Um, I think the last game they lost was that Monday night game to Cleveland. So they won like four or five straight, but um, I don't know. It's just like Tampa's looked really bad this year at times, but like, it's still Brady. It's still late in the season. They're at home. I know they were Tampa was extremely banged up last week on the defensive side of the ball. And it sounds like they're getting some of their secondary back. I think um, Mike Edwards, uh, Sean Murphy bunting and, and uh, Antoine Winfield are all questionable. I know Jamal Dean was ruled out, um, but I think if they can get, you know, some of that secondary back, it'll def- I mean, you obviously need it against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and um, those receivers, but I'm taking Tampa at home. I, I don't know. I think Brady is a three and a half point home underdog just doesn't sit right with me. So I'm t- I'll take Tampa in this I, one. I, I'm going to take Cincinnati only because I just can't figure out what's wrong with that Tampa offense. Mm-hmm. Because I get that their offensive line's bad, but Brady can't hit anyone. I mean, he actually looks bad. Like yeah. he, I, if I'm Mike Evans, like I, I don't know how he has so much patience because he's like not freaking out. But every single time he looks at Evans past like ten yards, he overthrows him or he throws it out of bounds. I mean, they're honestly using Evans as a decoy, which is insane because of how good he is. And to me, like he keeps going at Chris Godwin, like in these underneath routes, which is normal for Brady, but Mm -hmm. Godwin's doing nothing after the catch. Like he basically just is pulling the Julian Edelman and falling down, which is, which is fine. Like if that's what we're going to do, but then they like do that for like three yards and then they just punt it. I don't know. It's crazy to me, but I'll take Cincy. I think this game could be like, not great. I could see some points being scored, but I could see it being pretty sloppy. Yeah, I think it I mean I think it could be like a really good fantasy day. Um or it could like you said, I mean it could be pretty sloppy, but um I'll leave it figure yeah, it I mean, out. Bra- um, Brady Brady as a whole I mean, I don't think that's a bad bet, right? I'm just I'm just this whole Bucks offense is just weird to me. No, for sure. And I know, you know, we we touched on, you know, the, the speculation and the rumors on who Brady's new little girlfriend is and uh, maybe if he if he's got that figured out, maybe um, he he'll get back. Straight on how to throw the ball again. <laughs> well, maybe he needs to get a little lucky off the field, you know, to be yeah. to get focused on the field. So, um, also an interesting uh, thing here: Mike Evans 
I'm sure you're aware of this. He's on over a thousand receiving yards in every season in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he is 805 yards this year. So with four games left, I would definitely think he will go over that again. Um, you know, obviously you know, he's just Mr. Consistent. So, um, and we haven't really seen that many big games out of him this year. So I think maybe they could, you know, get him going here, but <clears throat> I think it's coming, right? I mean, eventually. Yeah, for sure. And I know the Bengals secondary, you know, Eli Apple and whoever else uh, Mike Hilton actually got hurt last week I'm pretty sure he's out this week um, so that could be definitely a big big upgrade for for Godwin not having to worry about him in the slot but yeah for sure um, <clears throat> all right we'll come back to the Patriots so um, but, uh, Giants commanders this game got moved to the Sunday night um, for good reasons um, both teams seven five and one um, big game massive game Washington's Washington's four and a half point favorites at home. They were up 10 nothing in this game in New York a couple weeks ago and ended up it ended up tying. Um I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm taking Washington honestly just for the only reason that I had texted you the other day. Daniel Jones is 0-9 in prime time. So he's the new Kurt Cousins. Right. So I'm taking I'll take the commanders at home. Um well and the Giants actually don't have a win in division. They're o three and one in division. That's not good. So I, I'm gonna also take the Commanders mostly because they're at home, but also I just think they're playing better football, like overall. Mm. And and Saquon has taken a nosedive the past few weeks. For sure. I mean, yeah, there's the last few games for the Giants. So they beat the Texans, but before that, they lost to Seattle by 14. They lost at home to the Lions by 13. They lost to the Cowboys. Um, they covered that late. They had a late touchdown, but they lost that by eight. Tied the um commanders and then they got absolutely blown blown out by the eagles last week so like you said the commanders are playing better football i'll take them in this one i think i mean it's a divisional game it's late in the season i think it'll be close um so i think four and a half might be a little bit high but i'll i, I will take washington at home i think it's um, a good game to, for prime time like it should be a fun yeah, game for sure um the monday night game is rams at packers the rams were all but dead last week until Baker Mayfield decided to come in and, you know, Light up I, the world. you know, we talk about Matt Ryan losing these games. Uh, what was it? The, the Raiders have lost six games this year when they've led by double digits I, or something. I think that car has gone. I think that they yeah. have to make a decision here because why would Carr continue? Like, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. <clears throat> I think he's a starter, but something's just not right there. I agree. I, and, I think a little bit of it is McDaniel's fault. Like we touched on that game. Like, yeah, they were winning 16, three or whatever, but you have Devonte Adams on the field. He gets yeah. seven. You throw the ball 20 times. He, he gets seven targets. So you're giving him 33% of the target share, which is, which is great, but 20 pass attempts in the game and you run the ball 38 times. Like, and I know we talked about, you know, Ramsey was actually following Adams in that game, which we were very shocked by. Yeah, I definitely think it was because they're so out of it. Ramsey just wanted the challenge. Like, why not? For sure. You have nothing to lose. I agree. Um, but I, I have Green Bay in this yeah. specifically because I think I'll always take Rodgers in a primetime game at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, Vegas is all over them. They're seven-point well, favorites. And, and they're not out of it. Like, no. if they win this game... Obviously, one of the commanders and the Giants have to lose, right? Seahawks already lost. The If the Lions end up losing somehow, they're only one game out. For sure. And, I mean, 
I mean, their schedule the rest of the way isn't great. I mean, they're at Miami next week. And, I, I mean, obviously, Miami looked pretty good last night, I thought, which was a shock to me. But, you know, I've been made it known. I don't think they're that great of a team. Two has been very bad as of late. But then, you know, they're at home um, their last two weeks for two huge divisional games. They get the Vikings and the Lions. So they're definitely not out of it. I mean, they win these games. I mean, they can be right there. So, um, like you I, said, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I find it funny that Baker's first games in L.A. are both prime mm-hmm. time. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I was happy for him. I, I've been a big Baker supporter. I think he got kind of the, you know, the rough end of it in, in Carolina um, and the end of his time in Cleveland. But um, I think Baker's still a good quarterback. He just needs to be put in the right system, and he can do – I think he can still do successful things in the league, but I, I don't see him winning this game in Green Bay. Yeah, I could see because of what he did last week, and if he finishes the year off well, him getting a shot at, like, competing for a job again. Mm-hmm. But I think if he doesn't, what he – needs to really do is go to a team like or stay with the Rams or a team like that with a team that like the offense just fits what he can do like the Rams are always going to be kind of a run first team they're going to throw like intermediate to like longer routes because that's just imagine if he has Cooper Cup like he's yeah. going to be a lot better off like the problem is is that like when he's had playmakers he's either been hurt like he was last year in like Cleveland and then everyone got mad at him or that like he just I don't know. Like he just doesn't like throw the ball. Well, I think he needs to be in a system where he can, you know, just manage games. Cause I actually think he's a really good game manager. I agree. I think Seattle would be a great fit for him. And I know Seattle's been talking about extending, extending Geno Smith, which Geno has been great this year, but I mean, the course of his career, I mean, we've seen him obviously struggle for the majority of it. So Seattle wanting to extend, Geno just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I don't think it's the right choice. And when you look at what Seattle can do in the upcoming draft, I would think they would want to draft a quarterback. I, I think if you extend them two years, like if you do like a two-year extension, but you draft a quarterback, I think that's what you do. Because yeah. then you just sit the quarterback, right? So if you're going to do that, that's fine. But don't extend them past two years. Because yeah. you, know, you don't want to be stuck with the contract. Like, I mean, look at... He's old. He's like, he's a guy, he's got to be over 30 what? by this point. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he is 32. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You just don't want to be stuck in a situation like Denver or Cleveland right now. <laughs> That's, yeah, for sure. Or Arizona. Um, all right, so we'll jump to the Patriots game. Obviously, last week, Kyler Murray went down early, like we touched on. Um, they won that game. I don't know. Defense looked really good, in my opinion. Offense was up and down. Um Obviously, he really struggled in the beginning and got it going kind of late. Obviously, the injuries were, you know, huge in that game. You know, Ramondre went down. Parker went down. Jacoby Myers was out. Um, Damian Harris was out. Sounds like Damian Harris is out again today. I'm not sure of Ramondre's status. Devontae Parker's been ruled out. Jacoby Myers is should be a go, which will definitely help, I think. Um, the Raiders have activated Darren Waller. Um, I'm not sure if they activated Renfro. They activated both of them. Okay, so yeah. they'll both be in today, which will be a huge boost to them. The Patriots have been a top two. I think they're top two against the run this year. Um, so I don't see Josh Jacobs having a huge game. Questionable um, as well. I know he was kind of banged up. Yeah, but... he's been questionable like for the past like six weeks, and he's always yeah. played. So I, I don't think he'll. I don't think anything will. I think he'll play. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Patriots just 
it's a must win for them. You know, we talked about it last week. Every game from here on out is pretty much a must win. They stayed out on the West Coast um, after the, the game Monday night. So they, I think that will help, you know, not traveling back and forth. But um, I'll take New England. I think if Mac Jones can just continue to manage these games the way he has the best of his ability – um, they can win with their defense. So that's where I'm siding in this Yeah, one. I, I like the Pats in this as well. Um, I think on the road is, is tough there. But like you said, like they're staying, they stayed on the West Coast. Like it shouldn't be as bad as like normal when we, they like fly the six hours over. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think Vegas just doesn't know who they are. And I think that's why the Pats should win because we've kind of figured out what this team is, right? We have a good defense for the majority of the time. They have a few like weird, weirdly bad games, but who doesn't? And our offense at this point is basically just the most bland offense that you can hope for. We're going to run the ball on first and second, most likely, or we're going to run a screen. And then on third down, if it's third and long, we're running a draw. And if it's yeah. or a screen, and then if it's third and short, we're basically just looking for Jacoby Myers or whoever's, you know, in for him. So Aguilar born. And I mean, finally Hunter Henry did something last week, but he's still mm-hmm. not getting the target chair. I think he should get. Mm-hmm. And Mac is just doing his best to not lose games. And I think that's all we can ask for Mac based on the, what he's been given from the offensive coordinators. So I think mm-hmm. that we can win the game purely on that. I think we can keep the Raiders under 20 points. And I think we score 24, 27 because we're hopefully going to get turnovers from Carr. And the one thing the Pats have done well at is when they've gotten turnovers, they've usually gotten us like insanely good field position, like whether like they return it for some yards or something like that. So I like us in this game. Um, we'll probably see over under 10 screens, probably over. I mean, it's the only thing Patricia knows what to call. So I like that. Um, yeah, the Patriots lead the league in points off turnovers. And I think it's by a, a wide margin um, from what I saw last week. So um turnovers are obviously huge for them and like you said car is definitely capable of throwing a lot of interceptions fumbling etc well and um, if we win we go to eight and six so we're tied with miami we lose that off the head-to-head i believe um like for the tie break mm-hmm. uh but then like baltimore's nine and five and they're not playing well <clears throat> if the chargers right. lose like we think they could lose they're <clears throat> seven and seven and now we have a full game lead on everyone if the jets also lose which that'll be a weird game so I don't know. This AFC playoff battle is really going to come down to the wire. Yeah, for <clears throat> for sure. I think, you know, obviously with the Bengals next week, I want to look ahead. But depending on what happens this week, that game with Cincinnati could be even bigger um, than we think it is. So um, also, that's why this is a <clears throat> must win, because I think that while we should beat Cincinnati at home, mm-hmm. we can't bank on that. Like this is really right. you can't lose two in a row here. So you have to at least split them. For sure. And this and then, is an easier game to split. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mac Jones this year, <clears throat> excuse me, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Only seven touchdown passes. Starting quarterback in the NFL. Team seven and six. Yeah. Um, it's not pretty. And, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously, in the offseason. I'm not expecting much. Never do with New England. But um, I, I, I like the Patriots here i think they'll squeak in and get in the playoffs and get absolutely torched by the chiefs or the um bills in the first round but i, I just don't know is. what i just don't know what they want mac to do <clears throat> we don't give him the right plays he has no one to throw to when jacoby's out and we spent like you know 200 million on four guys we don't use yeah i mean it's it's true i mean john who i think is 
he's still under contract, but Bourne and Aguilar or Aguilar will be gone. Bourne's making like six or seven million a year to do nothing. Parker, we're paying like about the same to do nothing. Um, we just rely so much on the running backs. I mean, even you look at last week, Ramondre goes out, and we're still just feeding the ball to Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, two rookies who have touched the ball five times total going into that game. So the, the only thing I'll give to Patricia is somehow people still don't anticipate us screen passing on every other play. So maybe he's yeah. drawing up some good screens. I, I don't know. Like it's <laughs> nuts to me. I mean, we had to have run a screen pass like 50% of the time on second down last week. Definitely. We need to run that play. San Fran ran on Thursday, the fake, they faked two screens and threw it up the seam to Kittle for that, that touchdown. Yeah, I know. I mean, hey, Brock Purdy, I mean, I think that Shanahan's just showing you he can win with with any quarterback. Which was a surprise to me because, you know, I know we touched on that at the beginning of the year how good he was with Jimmy yeah, G but I and think no one else. specifically with quarterbacks that don't make mistakes. Like, I think right. that's what we can, like, kind of gather from this, right? Like, Trey Lance couldn't throw <clears> the ball. So, like, that's, like, a big mistake, right? And, mm-hmm. like, I think Jimmy G just purely – like, that was just a Jimmy G play all over it, right? Like, fake, yeah. fake. Kittle's wide open in the middle. That's just a play design. That has nothing to do with the quarterback. So I think that he's just proven that he can do that. But I am with you. Like, based on the stats, he can't win without Jimmy. Right. I agree. Um, We'll head over to DraftKings here. Let me pull it up. Um, I'll I'll go first, then, if you're going to pull it up. So I have a Dallas stack today. I got Prescott and Lamb. I think that they're going to, you know, come out and want to, like, prove something early. Um, I have Derrick Henry in. I don't really know how people can leave him out today based on who he's playing. Uh, and then I have Latavius Murray as my second running back. I figure, you know, since Wilson's out, uh, he might get some extra yardage and hopefully he gets like a goal line touch. Um, I have Chris Moore in because of what we've talked about. Like he's mm-hmm. just going to get a lot of targets. I got Mike Williams in. Um, this is one of those games where Mike Williams probably goes off. And then in the fourth, he'll like, roll his ankle and be out for the rest of the year or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I got Conklin in at tight end. I like any tight end against Detroit just because it's so many points normally. Uh, I got Alave versus the Falcons. Uh, I I love Alave. I think he's really good. I kind of have this as like hopefully he gets a kind of a big, a big gain, which he normally does. And then normally I go with whoever's playing Houston, but the DraftKings has figured this out because they made – uh, Kansas City, like 4,000. So mm-hmm. I went with the Panthers against Trubisky, which is, you know, equally equally a delight on my side. I love that. I was trying to get them in mind. I could not afford it. So I went with the stack in the Chargers-Titans. You know, we touched on – I went with Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. I'm bringing it back on the Tennessee side with that tight end, um, Oconquo. Yeah, I guess his name is. He's looked, you know, really good. He's had a lot of big plays this year. And then last week they finally gave him like six or seven targets or whatever. And he actually looked really good. He scored a touchdown. Um, so I like his role to expand there for Tennessee. Um, I'm with you on the Chris Moore train. I 4,200 too hard to pass up. Um, and then I went with Foreman um, for Carolina. His best games this year have been um, when Carolina has been at home. Um, he seems to get the most touches. And I feel like Carolina's going to want to, you know, just run the ball and make this game over in two and a half hours. So yeah, absolutely uh, love him there. Um, Pacheco for Kansas City. He's had over 15 touches, I think it was, in like four or five straight games. So um, I love him here. I know McKinnon, you know, scored the touchdowns last week, but 
Um, I, I know we touched on, I think Pacheco was a good week. Um, Jamar Chase in my flex and I had to pay down a little bit, but I got Denver's defense, um, which I think they should still have a good, a good week um, against Colt McCoy, but um, that's what I went with there. And then for prize picks, um, went with uh, three, I went with Foreman getting 16 uh, over 16 rush attempts. I could touch on, I think he should have a huge game, you know, by at least 20 carries in this one. Um, I went with Ritter over 23 and a half rushing yards, just because I think, you know, when it's, the plays break down for him, I think he's just going to rely on his legs. Um, and obviously we've seen, you know, Mariota run the ball plenty this year. So I think 23 and a half is pretty low. Is for a Ritter, guy you know, run. I haven't watched a lot of Ritter. Is Ritter pretty athletic with his legs? Yeah. Okay. He, it's just like, I think it's the same as Mariota. He's just got a better arm. Okay. So, okay. Um, but, but he's as athletic as Mariota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched too much of him, honestly. I didn't watch a lot of him in college, and I haven't been able to really check him out this year. So I was just curious. I know in the preseason he was running the ball just as much as Mariota when he was in there. So, um, you know, I mean, like I said, if the plays break down, if the pocket breaks down, I think he could take off. So um, have him over 23 and a half rushing yards. And then Deontay Johnson's only – his receiving props only 44 and a half. Um, I expect J.C. Horn – to travel with Pickens, which I think could be a great matchup. J.C. Horn has been terrific this year for the Panthers. And their second corner, um, C.J. Henderson, has been god-awful. So I like him to follow Deontay Johnson. I know Trubisky and Johnson have a little bit of better chemistry than Pickett and Johnson had. So um, 44 and a half seems a little bit low, I think, and um, for Deontay. So that's where I went. Say how, how's yours looking? Yeah, so I have Herbert over 271 passing yards. I think that he's basically mm-hmm. a lock for 300 in this game. I have Pacheco over 68 and a half rushing yards. Same rationale as you. I think that he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, so I think over 70 is kind of where I liked that. I have Conklin over 23 and a half receiving yards. Um, I just think that Zach Wilson can't throw the ball down the field, so he's going to check down a bunch. I should have probably done receptions, but I figured 23 is pretty low on the receiving yards. Um, mm-hmm. I got CD over 67 and a half. I love that. I think that CD has been one of the more underrated receivers this year. I think you agree with that yeah. um, in terms of uh, how well he's done in certain games. And then I have Olave over 56 and a half. Uh, same reason. I think that he's just going to catch a bomb, like a 60-yard bomb and hit it in one. Um, I think Olave is really good and I would love to see New Orleans get a actual quarterback to see like what he could actually do. Yeah. And you know, it kind of sucks for the Saints because they don't have a first round pick. It, it's going to Philadelphia, which, you know, the Eagles, the rich get richer. They're gonna have a very high draft pick. Um, but you think like they can the Saints can lure a quarterback in free well, agency? I think I think even if they went and got like Jacoby Brissett, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's crazy to me that Brissett like proves that he can play in this league over and over and over. And then people like, you know, don't think it's like a good pick whenever he's a starter. Like, but yet a player like an Andy Dalton, the Jameis, like they just get chance after chance after chance where Brissett, like Brissett's good. Like I, and he can throw the ball down the field. Yeah. I don't know. It's cra- I mean, he's looked better than Watson has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Watson's I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, I think struggled. that I think New Orleans can maybe lure someone. I think if not, that like they'll, you know, kind of figure it out. I think there's a few quarterbacks will be on the market. I'm sure Wentz will get another shot because he always does. Um, mm-hmm. and then who knows? I mean, 
Rodgers could be on the, on the market for all we know because I something's going on in Green Bay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think obviously the missing Devontae Adams hurts. Um, who who do you like uh, in the World Cup final today? All right, so obviously it starts in five minutes. Um, yep. I'm taking France. Uh, I think France is the best team in the world. I think that it's crazy that they've made it this far with how how many people they have injured, like in their starting lineup that normally would start. I mean, they're mi- they're missing like you know Kareem Benzema, Pogba will get a start. Uh, you know, Nicola Conte. I think they're gonna win. I have them winning three to one. I think probably most of the world's cheering for Messi to win. Uh, okay. I will not be on that train. I'll stick with France because I think they're the better team. Uh, who are who are you picking over there? Um, I like France too. I haven't watched every game like you, but I I think France is uh really good from what I've seen. Um, I obviously watched the England game uh, last weekend. I think it was, and you know that was really exciting. But um, I haven't seen Argentina play at all. You know, obviously there's no Messi over there, but um, they. I feel like they won pretty convincingly the prior game, right? Three, three, zero. They looked good. Was that it? was probably their best game. Yeah, they looked they looked really good in that game. I was pretty impressed with that. I thought they would struggle more um, against Croatia. I I just think when the lights come on and France is ready to repeat, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, you said this was a rematch of the final from four years no, ago. So it would have been Croatia France oh. if Croatia got in, but Argentina was in the finals in twenty fourteen. And now okay. they're in the finals again. So they're a perennial powerhouse. This is a really fun game. You know, um, the continents against each other, Europe versus, uh, you know, South America. Argentina hey. really should w- have won something with Messi before this. So a lot of good storylines coming in. Messi with his last international game, it has to be. And then he's probably going to be going over to, you know, inner Miami with Beckham. But it'll be fun. I think Mbappe gets a goal. And he proves he's the best player in the world. I like it. What's on the game mix for the one o'clock? Oh games, man, or so twelve game, o'clock for you? Yeah, I guess. So the twelve o'clock game. You know, <laughs> I, I'm switching up a little bit. I'm not putting Pittsburgh on there because I can't watch the biscuit. Um, Dallas is obviously my local game, so that one's out. So it was actually an easy call. So Kansas City, Houston, Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Detroit, New York are going to be on the game mix because the only game I'm leaving out is Pittsburgh, um, mm-hmm. and I just don't think that game's worth watching. Um, I think the the best game of the noon slate to watch is going to be that Detroit New York game because I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a really interesting game. And then the three o'clock games, honestly, are pretty like New England is going to be on full screen, but mm-hmm. Tennessee Chargers are going to be a good game. Bengals Bucks. I think the three o'clock games are much better than the noon games in terms of like watchability. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I can't wait to watch the. The, the Bucks Bengals. Honestly, I don't know why. I just have just a feeling about that game. I think it's going to be um, a really good one. But um, well, I'll let you go, sir. I appreciate um, your insight as always. And you know, we got four four weeks left of football before uh, the playoffs. Absolutely. So. All right, but before we go, yep. I, I'm going to set the line at eight screens, and we'll, okay. we'll look it up after. Are you going over or under eight screens in the Pats game? We're talking about just screens to any position. Any position. So it could be a uh, receiver screen or a running back screen. <clears throat> Does it have to be completed or just a play? Has to be completed. Um, I'll go under. Okay. I think the I think Crosby and uh, Chandler Jones will knock some of them down. But I, think I that's like a good call. Yeah. I like them throwing a lot a lot of screens. But um, well, appreciate it, sir. As always, the music credit goes out to ACDC, and we'll catch you guys next time. Absolutely.